We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man. You're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> all right, we're ready? Yep. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There, a show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more with your host, myself, Uncle Frank, Kid Rissle, and me, Tom. So have a seat, do them chores, or twist a wrench while we dive down the rabbit hole. All right, on today's show... We're going to be talking about mind over matter of fact. And what that means to us is pushing yourself a little bit harder, a little bit further, almost in a sense to where knowing that you might not be able to do it, but you're going to push yourself to get it done no matter what it takes. So how do we how do we train our brains? By using them, by making sure that we have uh, enough in the tank to get us through whatever it is we're going to do. And then even reaching out to our friends, family, whoever gives us that that extra push that's needed to get us over whatever hump it is we're, we're trying to get over. All right. Let's go. Excellent. What, uh, what, what are your thoughts on mind over matter of fact? Uh, well, as for me, like... To me, it comes down to one word. Perseverance is really what we're talking about. How do you develop it? How do you make it grow? And it's, it always comes down, and, and people, you know, sometimes they might get tired of me harping on it. It always comes down to discipline. When you're not motivated, when you've lost your motivation, when you can't find your motivation, you can always fall back on discipline. Uh, one of my favorite motivational speakers, Jocko Willink, right? Every, discipline is the truest of virtues. Everything begins and ends with your discipline, your motivation, everything. Um, when you're trying to persevere and you've got to get through something, sometimes all you have left is your discipline. All the time that you've put in beforehand, all the hours, all the times you've gotten up early. When you have nothing left, you're going to fall back on that and fall back on what you've always done just out of a matter of habit. So, uh, when we talk about mind over matter and, and things like that, all these cool phrases, you know, we see them on posters and we hang them on our wall. All they're really saying is discipline. Build your discipline, work on your discipline. And when you have that, honestly, that we talked about the discipline blade, you know, that's what it comes down to. How do I keep my discipline blade sharp? It's by always doing the little things that you have to do that you don't think they, they count, but they actually do. Because when you are faced with a, a situation, I have to, when you have to get mind over matter, it's your discipline that's going to see you through. I dig that. I'm on, I'm on top of that. I, I, I agree with it. Uh, however, I've, I've been at points in my life where I've pushed too hard and I've ignored uh, outside of my five foot bubble in order to try and incorporate my way versus the highway. Uh, and it, and for, for me, and I think hopefully maybe for some people, it's a, almost a crutch to decide that your way is better and you're going to persevere at the cost of all around you. Um, 
And I think that is uh, that's a detriment to yourself because you're not recognizing uh, a certain intrinsic value that you have in, in maybe being wrong at times. And I found, unfortunately, I'm wrong almost all the time. So I, but, but there's, there's something to be said for pushing through, breaking through the wall, falling back on, on your good habits and your, and your quality in order to achieve your goals. I just happen to not be a goal oriented individual. Therefore, I have to fall back on uh, pure luck. (laughs) <laughs> uh, from the from the standpoint you you're coming at because you know we talked about this before the show I, I i see where you're coming from in that vein yes you are right you know from from that viewpoint that you're coming from i totally agree with that um another thing i'd like to say another example that i can use from my life um as far as mind over matter almost tricking yourself using your mind to to trick your body in order to overcome what it is that's in front of you I, in the early 90s i've mentioned before i used to train for the marathons and there was a point where it gets to like mile 21 22 and for those uh people out there that are not familiar with the houston marathon as you're coming in around mile 20 you know through the end basically you started downtown you make this gigantic loop through the city through the you know the surrounding areas and then you come back and finish downtown the last stretch is a place called back then when I used to do it was called Allen Parkway. And it was just a straightaway. And it started around mile 21. It's it's relatively flat, but there are there's not overpasses, but there's underpasses. Mm-hmm. You might as well be running through the Himalayas when you're at mile 21, <laughs> 22. That's what it feels like. You're going down, you're going up. At this point, uh, when I had ran it, I was like totally dehydrated. I mean, I was exhausted. There's no way. You see. The skyline in the distance. There's no way you're, you're telling yourself. There's no way I can get that far. I cannot make it. I've come to the conclusion I cannot make it. But deep down inside, there's no way I can wake up tomorrow, look at myself in the mirror, and know that I quit. So I decide, you know, as I'm running and I'm running, and, and you're going through this mental conversation with yourself, right? Every step you're deciding whether or not I'm going to keep going. But but I keep going, and I decide, well. If I'm going to, I'm going to die out here. That's all that's going to come to. I'm going to get as far as I possibly can. So what I did, I can't make it to downtown, I told myself. But can I make it to that next stoplight up ahead? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. I kept going. I got there. I looked further ahead. Okay, I made it this far. Can I make it to that next billboard up there? Yes, I did. I had to do that. Literally block by block all the way into downtown to trick myself, I had to take my eye off of the the big, the long, the long term goal at that point and break it down into very small goals that I knew I could get. I knew I could get to that next one. And when we do that, we can always do one more, whether it's one more rep at the gym, whether it's reading one more page in the book that we have to read for school, whether it's writing one more page that I'm trying to get through in this book. We can always do one more. We, we think about I have to read the whole book, right? I have to do all 40 minutes of cardio. I have to run these last five miles of the marathon. No. Can I just run one more block? Yes. The answer is always yes in, in reality. And if we can just break it down to those truly attainable goals, we can use our mind over matter and get to where we're trying to go. I like that. I like that yeah. mentality. The, and, and part of what brought up this discussion for the show is, is this past Saturday, I set out to run three miles. That was my goal. 
I wound up running almost six. The first mile, I got really bad shin splints. I was like, man, I'm not even going to make this this three miles. There's no way. You know, the self-doubt started to already, you know, I'm already telling myself I can't do something. And I was like, man, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to keep going and I'll just keep going and maybe the pain will go away. Sure enough, pain went away. Um, so I'm running and I hit mile two and my chest starts hurting. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm out of breath. I can't, you know, I can't really do it. Maybe I should just stop. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm just going to keep going, you know, because it wasn't like a, you know, like a severe chest pain. It was more of, you know, just like that. I, I, I haven't trained my lungs to breathe properly. So let me let me slow down just a bit. So I slowed down a little bit, was able to catch my breath, and I kept going. Well, I hit mile four. Mile four, I'm just like, oh my goodness, I'm I'm lost in my neighborhood because I started taking different turns to try to see how far I could keep running. Uh, by the time I knew it, I was back onto my main road, and then I uh, there's a, another section near a church that has this really long walkway. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go down this thing. So I went all the way down this thing, all the way back to the main road, and I was hit. I hit five miles there. So I was like, wow, let me, you know, I'm not hurting too bad. Let me just keep going. Mile 5.5. I was, man, my shoulders started hurting. My knee was hurting. My toes were hurting. Uh, that's the longest I've run in a really long time. And I just kept pushing it and pushing right. it until I got probably maybe about a block or two away from my house. And I just could not like my my brain kept wanting to go. But my body was just, you know, it was like, all right, dude, this is enough. You you you've done your what you set out to do. Um, save some for tomorrow so you can get out there. You don't want to injure yourself. Save some for tomorrow so you can get back out there and and keep running. And sure enough, you know, I I slowed down. I I walked the rest of the way to my house to cool down and everything. And the next day, oh my god, my <laughs> knee was killing me. I was hobbling along, and my the pool pump on my uh, pool broke, so I had to replace it. And I was there hunched over taking it out, went to go buy the other one, you know, uh, installed it, got it all done. But yeah, I mean, I was still in pain. My, my, my toes were hurting from the day before my knee was hurting, but I got it done. Cause I just kept pushing, Hey, I got to get this done. I, I can't stop. Cause if I stop, don't replace this motor, my, my pool's going to get green. Can't have that. Talk about first world problems. My pool broke. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you mentioned something, and this, and we can uh, connect this to last week's uh, discussion. When I talked about doing cardio and watching music videos, when oh, you said yeah. you got to mile four and you were lost, what happened to you mentally? You took your mind off of the chest pain, the splints, you know, off of your misery. Like oh, I said, the sure. ticket. Yeah, you were concentrating on something else. All those little other things weren't bothering you anymore because you're worried about finding your way back, right? Oh, and absolutely. Just keep yeah. going and going and going, and that's yeah. the, that's when you're in a situation like that. If you can find something to take your mind off the misery you're going through, or the 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 challenge, or the trial that you're being forced to go through, it's amazing that once you take your focus off of that and onto something else, if you can find anything else. It gets a lot easier to get through it. 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to change my stance, Tom, because I've, I've been in that place a lot of times in my life where it's, it's like, just get through this week, whether it's in college or in, in marriage, if it's in a job, it's in a day, it's in a week, it's in a month, it's in a year, just get to that next flag post. Right. And, and I'm all for that mentality because I, I think, unfortunately, uh, sometimes in our lives, it's necessary to just look at that next flag post and not at the entire end goal. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm for that. I'm for that mentality because I think that's not only, I, I wanted to say that's the American way to be some kind of patriotic douchebag, but I think that's the human way. Right. Right. That's the, the you know, and, I watch all these, obviously, I watch all these motivational videos. That's how you develop a winner's mentality. Okay, forget about next year. Forget about, you know, this month. How can I win the day? Because if I can win today, I can win tomorrow. If I win enough days in the week, I've got a winning week. I win enough weeks, I've won the month, then I've won the year. But, you know, and sometimes even just thinking about getting through the days too much. Can I just get through till, till lunchtime? Can I win the morning? Yeah, you do. And then you build that confidence. Can I win the rest of the day? Yes. And then you wake up tomorrow. Okay, can I win? If you put enough winning days together, you've got winning weeks, you got winning months, you got winning years. And you know what? Then you're a winner. And that's I, how winners approach things. I agree. And if you if uh, those listeners out there have not ever been in a situation where they are trying to win just to get to lunch, I applaud you. You have a blessed life. Uh, uh, I know I've been there where you're just uh, it's just all you can do just to make it to the next break so that you can decompress or reset your mind um if if you've not been there just give it some time brother you'll get there you'll be in that position where you're crying inside and you just want to curl up in the fetal position but you got stuff to do and it's got to get done yeah that's that's the point of the whole thing is you got stuff to do and it just has to get done Um, and part of the other reason I brought this up too, was that, you know, I haven't barbecued in a really long time. It used to be one of my favorite things to do. I love the science. I love, you know, eating stuff like that. I lost my passion when I found out that there were a lot of things that I just couldn't eat anymore because of allergies. And remember the the Twinkie story. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Over the weekend, you know, I bought a small little, you know, 22 inch Weber, you know, little kettle grill. And I took it back to the fundamentals. When I learned how to barbecue, it was on one of those. And I marked the legs, you know, the little um, the air vents on the bottom. I had one leg marked open, the other leg marked closed. So I knew, okay, this this direction is open. This direction is closed. Um, I have all these little markings if I could, you know, if I hadn't thrown the other one away because it just rusted out. But I had all these little markings from the various things that I learned from burning my first brisket. The thing was a, a, a shoe sole. You know, the, the people that I had invited over, they were nice enough to taste it. But they're like, there's no way I'm I'm, I'm going to eat this, man. I'm sorry. This is you, you burned it, whatever, because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but you know, trial and error just kept coming back, you know, Hey, I burnt that brisket, but let me try cooking a steak. Let me try making burgers. 
And so now on Twitter, you know, I'm, I'm sharing some of that information, um, learning how to make little trays out of aluminum foil to put your wood chips in. Because if you have, you know, a small barbecue pit like that, you're using wood chips and not big old chunks of, of wood because then you're just drowning out your, your meat with all that smoke. Um, and, and all the other little techniques that I've learned, you know, using a chimney as opposed to stacking it like a pyramid to load it, to, to get the fire going, you know, the chimney costs 10, 15 bucks. You can find a cheap one or you can buy those really expensive ones that are 30 bucks. Takes about 10 or 15 minutes to get those coal lit. You dump them, put a little bit more extra on there and you're ready to go. Your, your meat's ready to, to hit the, to meet the flame and get cooked. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm also showing my kids, you know, hey, this is you have to respect the fire because it will burn you literally uh, teaching them everything that I remember learning. And then one of my my oldest son, he just loves the science behind it, you know, right. tell, explaining to him how the air flows through there and how the air feeds the flame. And if your flame gets too hot, you shut it down just a little bit. Or, you know, just all the different little things. He was so in love with it. And I just, I love that about it too. You know, we get to have great, uh, great steaks or, or great meat. After so how did your burgers come out done. today? I saw you were cooking some on Twitter. Today, they came out really well. I was surprised. They came out really, really? well. Oh, Shane, uh, uh, how awesome would it have been if we were all sitting together eating burgers right now you doing know, the show, right? You know, that would be amazing. <laughs> and... You know, it just goes to Frank's selfishness. There you go. Um, really, it speaks. <laughs> it speaks to his single-mindedness and his his lack of thinking of others. That he right. did not invite us over yeah. to have some smoke burgers. Right. Well, well, we can't say he didn't share because he did share the pictures at least. So yes, I guess I, I, I guess we can give him that credit. <laughs> I mean, yes, I can't I, give him that credit because <laughs> I I'm I'm somewhat of an anti-social media guy. Oh. I like to. I like to live in the moment. I don't want China to know everything I'm doing. Uh, but but uh, I know I know Frank is a qualified smoker, as all Texans should be, and that he uh, he's very methodical about the science of smoking. Uh, I I worked in a barbecue shop in uh, Oklahoma when I was in college, so I learned a little bit along the way. I am. I'm about a half step away from getting one of those electric smokers, though. Oh, that breaks my heart a little bit. But well, you know, I've, time, I've had an, it saves time. I I've mean, had an I've had an offset smoker since I lived in Illinois, and I've made a lot of briskets and a lot of really great uh, uh, pork shoulders and and chicken, and I've I've done it all. And it's rusted out. It's got PVC pipes for legs, <laughs> and it just it's just a a rust bucket at this point. And I, I've been thinking, okay, how can I do this more effectively and efficiently? And quite frankly, if I can throw some, some wood chips in and hit a button that says, you know, 125, 225, whatever it is you're cooking, and then, then, then just leave it and go about my daily chores and still come back to an amazing brisket, then I'm, I'm probably going to go that direction because technology is king, man. Yeah, you know, and and I'm I'm all for that because yes, in in today's modern age, a time saver is a time saver. Automation, automation nation, right? But one day it's gonna come to 
having to know exactly how to do something like that. And there's not going to be a button for you to hit. As we all learned here in Texas, what, about a month ago, when that power goes out, Jack, how do you keep yourself entertained? Because you've got nothing now except daylight. Uh, It's true. Uh, However, I have cooked a lot of meat over an open campfire and uh, and a half-assed grate on top. So it's not like I can't take it old school. But if I'm going to go in the backyard and mow the lawn and throw some uh, throw some hard-earned meat, whether that be uh, venison, pork, what have you, it if it's easier for me, the better. There you go. I'm with that. Oh, yeah. Speaking of hard-earned meat, uh, tell us about your trip to Oklahoma, man. What was that? Oh, there, what, yeah. what did you do over there? Are we talking about deer season? No, no did, the chickens. Did you just go over the there? Yeah, you chicks. sent me a video of little oh, baby chickens. No, no, no. So I went to uh, I went to northern Dallas, which is almost Oklahoma. It was I was I don't know maybe like six miles away. Let me stop you right there. You said Dallas. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> my, what, what do you What do you got? <laughs> I don't I don't I don't really like Dallas, but my in laws live in uh, kind of northeast of McKinney. So it's not really Dallas, but I have to drive through there to get there. And they've got uh, a few acres and they've thrown out, they've got, I don't know, God, they got about 20 chickens. They built a huge garden. They're going full farm on it. Um, for And for three or for about three acres, that's pretty good to go full farm. Um, and you have a rooster that crows every morning that wakes you up. They've got four dogs and two ferrets and uh, my my brother-in-law loves fish, so he's got a, a, a freaking aquarium sticking out of the wall, and he's got a giant Asian fish pond, and they're just they're just all in. So they had some baby chicks, and I wanted to take the kids to see the baby chicks. And my daughter, the very first baby chick that she picked up to love and to cuddle, and she was <laughs> laughing, and I got a video of it, and it was awesome. It was an inspirational dad moment. And the damn thing jumped out of her hand and jumped between her and the wall and the incubator and almost got smashed. She almost killed a baby chicken. I've got it on video. I'm going to mock her forever. It's going to be awesome. Oh, but man. but we had a good time. It, it very much uh, is kind of a farm situation. They've got a blind cat that comes out at 2 a.m., here I am sleeping on an air mattress on the floor, and this damn blind cat's walking around looking for its food bowl, and it's meowing. It's like, meow, meow. And I I don't know if I've expressed this on the show, but I hate cats. Me too. Um, I'm allergic to them. My whole family's allergic to them. I think they're useless except as a farm animal out, you know, in a barn catching right. rats. You know, that's where they're really useful. Other than that, I don't think they're a very good domesticated animal. Um, And so after about the 1800th meow in my ear, I may have reached out and struck at it and punched it in the face. Get out of here. I'm not really sure where I – I just kind of – I just threw my arm out, you know, to kind of shoot away. You know, open-handed. Right. I wasn't close-fisted. Right. You know, I wasn't full Rocky Balboa. I just, right. you know, it was waking me up at 2.30, and and I threw my arm out, and I'm pretty sure I felt snout. <laughs> oh. 
And uh, I felt bad the next day because I'd be blind. Like its eyes are all glazed over like somebody put a uh, miracle whip all over its eyes or something. I was like, oh, you damn cat. But oh, uh, my goodness, poor cat. We, poor cat. You know, I don't I don't wish ill on any animal. I love animals so much. Uh, but at 2.30, I wanted to kill this cat because it was right in my ear. It just couldn't find his food bowl, so it's like right there. Was it nibbling on your ear thinking it was the food bowl? No, a few years ago, though, it did come up to me uh, in the same situation and kind of put its little paw out there and nip at me like cats do and like grab just the edge of your skin, oh. you know, to, and, and I'm just like, that's, that's where I'm going to grab you by the neck um, because – Food chain. Hello, I'm I'm at the top. Uh, but no, it's a Did good. Did you cat. say food chain or food <laughs> chain? Uh huh. Food chain. Food chain. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, he loves he loves, he loves the, animals, but he almost killed a baby chick yeah, and beat up a cat. And beat up a cat. Yeah. <laughs> he I'm loves animals. Say, you know, he loves I, them. I, I, don't, I, I, I love animals either, but I won't. Parrots. Strike. Has anybody seen the parrots lately? I mean. <laughs> My dog. We, we he's got a my... ferret. He's got a ferret coon hat on now. <laughs> we took. We took. We, when we go up there, when we go up there, we take my dog, which is a miniature Schnauzer, and uh, uh, the breed of this dog, it, I think, somewhere in German history, was for uh, trapping and catching rodents. So it wanted to kill those two ferrets really, really bad. Uh, got its mouth around one of them. My daughter right. was holding it, and she was like, oh, Amos, that's my dog's name. Oh, Amos, look at this ferret. And Amos reached up and was like, I will eat you now because that is what my soul desires, to eat you. And uh, everybody freaked out, and I said, I've been telling you guys for two days, that dog's going to eat that damn ferret. I don't know what you're doing. You're messing around. That ferret's going to die if you if you keep messing around with that dog. And it almost happened. My dog almost killed a ferret, and I'm very proud of it because I also <laughs> like ferrets almost as much as I don't like cats. Yeah. You know, I've always wanted a ferret for some really? reason. I don't. When I was a little kid, that movie Beastmaster. No, close. That movie Beastmaster, and he had the two ferrets. Man, I thought that was the coolest uh, thing. That was yeah. the damn coolest movie ever. That was if an you, awesome movie. If you can't get behind Beastmaster, then you know uh, you can suck it because that was yeah, a great movie. That was is a that a movie. is that a prequel to Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, yeah you, that, you're telling me you haven't seen Beastmaster either. Oh yeah, I've seen oh, it. Oh okay, okay, I'm okay, but it's yeah. you know with the whole uh, people living out in rocks and. Right. Oh, man, yeah. that was uh, I, it's been a really long time. You know what? I might actually go out and I might find that movie this weekend and check it out. I, I wanted a helmet. Remember the bad guy? Uh, he had that black helmet with those like antler things. But mm-hmm. I, I always said growing up, I always mentioned how I, in the 80s, I was like this big wrestling. That's what I was going to be in the 80s. I was going to be a wrestler and I was going to wear one of those helmets with the big antlers. And because I was obviously going to be a bad guy as a wrestler. So I was going to show up with one of those helmets. You fit the bill. That that would be that would be pretty good. I'd I'd watch that. Um, what is it now? WWE or hell? I don't yeah, know there's, what, yeah, there's what, a couple what, different. What, what we're a little. That was real wrestling. You know, they actually yeah. really really fighting each other. You know. Oh, for sure. They were all coked up and running in the ring and just 
shooting out fire from their mouth and Jake the Snake in it all over the place, man. Oh, yeah. Those are the days. Man, if you can't smell what The Rock is cooking, I pity the fool. <laughs> pity the fool. Pity the fool. Pity the fool. Anyway, so, uh, you know, we, we talked about, you know, mind over matter of fact. I also wanted to get into, you know, uh, what what I like to call a slow burn project. And that's, you know, something that you've been working on for a really long time, something that you're really striving for in understanding and and really trying to get as good as perfect as you possibly can. What's something that you've been working on for a while, Tom? Well, um, it's a, I, and you know what? It's so ironic that tomorrow might be the fruition of my oh. slow burn project. So um, I've got some things cooking up. I don't want to come out loud, you know, come out and announce it because I don't want to jinx it. I'm one of those guys. I don't want to say it before time. But tomorrow, hopefully next week, we can say that one of my projects that I've been working on, one of my career goals, add this to the list, will come to fruition tomorrow. Hopefully I go for my first meeting, kind of do like a little bit of a preceptorship, I guess. I'm not quite sure, but I got to go sign some paperwork. So until I get that paperwork signed, I'm going to... Uh, hold off on announcing, but it does have something to do with working out, working at a certain place, helping certain people, but that's about all I want to <laughs> give away at the moment. Man, that's awesome. But it's like you said, you know, uh, since before I came on the show, it's something I had been working on. I'd gone to all the classes, getting the certification that you have to get. And, you know, this has just been a lifestyle that I've had for 20 something years, you know, going back to the nineties. So talk about slow burn, right? Uh, and hopefully tomorrow we'll, I'll get, uh, uh, just a uh, one more notch in the ladder of where I'm trying to get to. Awesome, awesome, yeah, man, that's that's fantastic, dude. I mean, I can see the excitement in your face. Yeah, um, and golly, man, I, I hope I hope everything works out for you tomorrow. Super excited, and you know, we were talking about barbecue earlier. The best briskets cook for you know sometimes 24 hours. Uh, it's super slow burn, slow and low, you know, uh, easy does it. You can't rush perfection. Uh, it takes time to build momentum and you will get, get at it, get to it as long as you keep on working towards it. What's something that you're working on, Shane? Man, I've got, I've got so many things I've done over my life that are slow burns that I've either given up on or they're so slow that it's like one year I'll get back to them. Um, and that's been my whole life. I've got uh, dozens of internal and external projects that I've had to put on the back burner and just let just let ruminate in the coals. Um, my, my ultimate slow burn is, is uh, getting to heaven with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, baby. I'm just trying to get there. There you go. Okay, well let's let's have one while you're here though. Let's <laughs> while can I'm, you while I'm can on you this planet? can you make a commitment to pick up one of your slow burn projects and so, and pick it back up and let's start talking about it throughout so, the show, man. So I've I've got a, a backyard project. I've had it ever since I bought my house uh, several years ago, uh, and it is morphed into different ideas. The current idea is to dig up this entire area of land by my porch, which I think 
the previous owners used to have a, a hot tub, but now oh. it's just a mound of dirt. And so what what the wife has convinced me to do in the front yard, in the backyard, in the backyard. Oh, I apologize. Oh. In the backyard. Um, and and what my wife has has convinced me to do, and I think in her wisdom it will look amazing, is to dig up the area of land that is that is kind of off kilter by the back porch, and level it out. Put some uh, put some some rock there and some some. <clears throat> I don't know, some flat rock around the edges and kind of create an area where we can then uh, have a place to sit and have a have a uh, fire pit, which I have already dug the hole for the fire pit. So I just need to put the, the metal fire pit in the hole. And that's just step one. And then step two is to extend that over to the garage and do the same kind of rock pattern uh, next to the garage and throw out a succulent garden. Oh, okay. Because, you know, you don't have to take care of that crap. You know, you just throw it out there and succulents grow. In mm. Houston, anyway, you really don't have to take care of succulents. And I don't want bushes and things that I have to trim. I've, I've had houses like that. I don't want to have to mess with it. I want to put it there and let it let it live. And so we're, you know, that, that whole area, probably a 20-foot area, that we'll just put a little succulent garden. And hopefully it will improve the visibility the ambiance of the of the uh out back backyard throw in the fire pit because i love fire i love watching a fire and just kind of get her done so what so you're that's saying that, is, is that, we're gonna have a listener party is what i'm yeah that, you're, gonna, you're gonna bring your little uh <laughs> barbecue pit frank <laughs> we're gonna go to his place yeah. with the fire pit we're just gonna hang out man i'm hearing it like this could be a really yeah. awesome Awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 get I'll get my electric smoker and we'll throw in some pork shoulder and oh my we'll goodness. let we'll let the wife do her uh, her epic vinegar and mustard uh, sauce for the pork shoulder. Man. Frank can cook a Frank can cook a a brisket and we can get her done. Yeah, that sounds man. like an anniversary show. You know what? We're coming up. Well. We're we're a little bit away. We're about twenty shows. Well, He's less than twenty shows. He still has a lot of work to do. We're less than twenty shows away from our fiftieth episode. If you can believe that, yeah. that's that is pretty amazing. That blows my mind. Like this is episode number thirty three. Thirty three. So you know we're we're getting on up there. I, I can't believe it. We got to start planning something for celebrate episode somehow. number fifty. Yeah. If, if I if I can get that done by fifty, it will be amazing. Uh, because every weekend, you know, I'll wake up on Saturday. I'm like, I'm going to do this. This is what's going to happen. Oh, but one kid has to go there. The other kid has to go here. We have laundry. We have cleaning. You got to maintain your house. The dog needs to be groomed. You know, <laughs> you need to, you need to shower because you haven't showered in a week, whatever the case may be, you know, life gets in the way of all these goals that we have. And, and, you know, I, I sometimes I lament for just, man, just living in the woods in a lean-to because then you've got enough time to get to all the projects you want to get to because you don't have anything else you have to do. Hey, mind over matter of fact, okay? Mind <laughs> over <laughs> matter of fact. My mind, my mind over the fact that you don't matter. <laughs> or that you may or may not be God's succulent because he just <laughs> wants to throw you out there and let you live. 
I'm I like that sure. analogy, man. I do I am, too. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I am. Something else that helped me out a lot with one man. of my slow burn uh, projects that I'm working on. Uh, you know, I mentioned before plenty of times how I'm trying to get through this book that I'm trying to write, and you hit these things called writer's block, where you just you know you you're kind of at a stuck you know a point where you're stuck. Well, going back to what we discussed last week and where we were laughing about Game of Thrones and all that stuff, and I happened to mention you, I found the audio book on YouTube. So I'm listening to it, and I'm so – I love the guy's style of writing so much, and it inspires me so much that while listening to it – that's all I've been listening to for like two days. It has remote and like re-energized me in my slow burn project as far as my writing where I was like, wait, that's what I'm missing. You know, that – okay, it got me back on track. Like you, you, you kind of like lose your way. Like you, you know, like you said, you lost your way and you – I lost my way, and I'm like – what is it I'm not doing? Why is it I'm having such a hard time? And when I heard something that inspired me and it reignited that inspiration, man, like, that's man. Awesome. and I realized that today because I'm listening to it while I'm walking my dogs. You know, I got these big dogs I have to go walk while I'm out there and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, all of a sudden, all these ideas and, and, and the way of phrasing things and the way of mm-hmm. describing things started coming back to me. And, uh, yeah, and like I said, we we're talking about slow burn projects. That's my slow burn project related to what we talked about last week. And, you know, like I said, it, whatever you can find that can motivate you, use it. Everything around you, anything you come across, you can always use it for something, some kind of tool. You know, you can take advantage of it. Things come into our lives for reasons, right? And you, oh, it's yeah. up to you sometimes to figure out what that reason is and, and, and use it and make the best you can of it. And that's just a simple example of something that came into my life by something kind of silly that we talked about last week. Yeah. But yet that was the ignition that I needed. So it um, sounds to me also really quickly that you're going to dedicate the book to me. Is, is what I, I'm you might, you'll be in there. It's in the back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I will give you some, ad- <laughs> some advice that has not worked for me. What is that? on, on any of the three books I have attempted to write. Huh? And that is to find your voice. And for some reason, the voice of every one of the books I've tried to write has been Sam Elliott every time. Really? Oh man! Oh man! Yeah. Every every time I every time I write a book, it's it's you know with it's kind of a a, a Tom Sawyer esque kind of sound, but it's I always hear Sam Elliott reading it back to me in my head, and I think that sounds awesome, and then I read it later and I'm like. If the reader doesn't hear Sam Elliott's voice in their head, this sounds really dumb. Now, I'm going to tell you something really crazy, and you're going to laugh when I tell you. <laughs> the, this book that I'm writing, it was inspired by a Japanese pop song. Oh. The girl that is weird. The girl. Well, this gets weirder. The girl in the book, the main character, is, of course, inspired by one of the singers in this Japanese group. So I've heard her speak, try to speak English, right? So I'm writing the book. And I'm hearing the book in her broken English. Oh, wow. Mm. Yes. Now, obviously, I'm not trying to write in broken English, but I'm, <laughs> the voice that I'm hearing telling me what's going on is a Japanese broken English. It's funny. That's, it's, it's a little bit different than your voice. <laughs> I, I, I'm, all, I'm all for that. Um, and it also sounds like something somebody would say who would stalk a runner in San Francisco. 
It's all making sense now. Yeah. It is. It's all they do, coming they do together. The biography on the investigative channel. It's, it's going to yeah. make a good episode. Oh, <laughs> my God. Tom, you might be D.B. Cooper. I don't know. <laughs> I do like sunglasses. Well, there, there you go. There's the connection right there. There it is. Tom, Tom is D.B. Cooper. <laughs> All right, so we've, we've changed things up just a little bit. We're going to throw at you the word of today, and Shane's going to give that to you right quick. Oh, yeah. Throw that on me real quick without being prepared. <laughs> Today's word of the day is nescience, uh, N-E-S-C-I-E-N-C-E. It is the lack of knowledge or ignorance. And uh, I chose this word of the day because that's how I feel every day. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I can see that in your face every time I talk to you and every conversation that we've had. There is always a lack of knowledge and plenty of ignorance behind those kind eyes. That's that's Grizzle. only because Thank you. you don't understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> this is true. It's all gibberish. It's just, yep sounds coming out of your mouth tom i know we're super excited i'm super excited about this give us the update on the final four bracket for the name that tom contest oh just about an hour ago the final poll closed on the first round so we we are down to our final four there's four names left in one matchup it's going to be the blade versus l viking after my okay. DNA revelation from last week. Then on the other side, it's going to be the machine versus the motivator. Man, you should have seen it. was like the machine beat Bro Glow by like one boat. Uh, I was gunning for, for Bro, bro Glow. I, I was steadily like that. I was just kept <laughs> checking back in on Twitter to see how the results, because it was going back and forth. It was actually pretty cool watching it. Oh, but, uh, my goodness. So next week, you know, when we sit down to record next week, we're going to know the results so that when we when the show comes out next Friday, if that's going to be championship weekend with March Madness, we're going to announce our champion. That's I think, going to be the nickname, I think, winner. It's going to I, be awesome. I think, it, I think it's important, important that our listeners important. hear. Important. It is important <laughs> that our listeners hear exactly what that sounds like. Um, so I'm, my vote is for the machine. So the machine, Tom Mugia. I mean, that has a flow. You can feel that, that in your soul. That's my vote. That's your vote. Well, you, well you're going to have to go on Twitter and make it, you yeah. know, up You're going to have to come out I of don't. the woodwork and let China know what you want. No, no. China can suck it. I don't, I don't Twitter. <laughs> Everybody sorry. keep an eye out on Twitter because that's where you're going to, you're going to get the vote. I mean, you actually click on a name. You click on the one that you want. We're going to have, you know, like I said, the semifinals. we got the two matchups. You're going to vote. The winners of those two are going to meet up. And between the, the we're going to have a champion. We'll announce it next on next Friday's show. It's like All the NCAA right. bracket, but more awesome. I'm That's excited. Right. I'm nervous. Uh, so, so for everybody out there listening, come back next week and find out what and if Tom Mungia's slow burn project, what that is, oh, whether it right. came to fruition, you're going to hear all about our name that Tom contest not only the name, but the winner. Who's getting that hoodie? Who is getting that hoodie? 
And put then, they need to vote. They, yeah, it's you need to go out there and vote. vote. Get out there and vote. It'll be on our um, Twitter handle. That's yep, where you go. Yep. So my Twitter handle is at Fat Squeezel, and Tom's is I am Paula Nikes. And ours. Hold on, I'm almost oh, there. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. hold on, I'm almost there uh, for the podcast. Exactly. Shane, if you could find them, I mean, name a pigeon, send it out there. It's That's just right. like sending out a tweet. I think I think mine is Slam Forty Two, uh, S Slam Forty Two. There you go, cat killer. Uh, <laughs> if if, yeah. if you if you Blind tweet me directly, killer. I'll be surprised. <laughs> All the animal rights activists attack his Twitter. Don't attack ours. Attack yes. his. <laughs> I do not condone any of that. <laughs> if if you don't condone eating red meat, then you're not American. I mean, I don't know about all that. I like eating. I like eating my barbecue. So, I mean, it's there. That's there. So come back next week. Find out what you're going to find out. Listen about Tom Slow Burn and his new nickname, which will be debuting next week. Shane's going to give us an update on his rock garden slash succulent. Hopefully, I will have enough time at work to also talk about my uh, sensei sessions that I've yeah. been trying to have. Oh, man, work's just been getting in the way. Either something I've got going on, projects like MAD, or the person that I'm having the session with, you know, they're, they've got something going on, PTO, er, you know, everything's getting in the way. I'm just trying to ask questions here and there. And hopefully,